This is Big Sky Lead, a dive into the stories about how government and politics drive the direction of Montana. This podcast is from the reporters of the Montana State News Bureau in Helena, your eyes and ears on state government. It's produced by me, Tom Bridge. Our team brings you an examination of Montana's new landscape with new laws, a new governor, and a new Republican dominance across all of state government. I'm here with Tom Kuglin of the Montana State News Bureau, and today we're we're uh, talking about uh, weighing the benefits of technology with the principles of fair chase um, and how that's been uh, ongoing and difficult balance of hunting in Montana and across the West. Um, and today, today we're talking um, trail cameras. Um, Tom, we've seen um, in the past few years some changes. Um, from state wildlife agencies across the West. Uh, tell us about uh, where and what these changes are uh, when it comes to trail cameras. Yeah, Tom. So if you look back at sort of the history of, I guess, trail cameras and and hunting, I mean, I, I, I dabbled in them a little bit. and They were actually like homebrew 35 millimeter cameras where you had to open up the camera and solder things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they, they took kind of crappy pictures and, and everything like that. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say we've come a long way since, since then to what's offered on the market here. Um, today. yeah, because I mean, in these, these days you can get them that will basically ping you and send you real time videos and photos from them out in the, out in the outdoors. Right. Yeah, correct. So, um, you have. A couple different kinds of cameras um, and there's various technologies within each one but essentially you have a camera that must be manually checked so you have to walk up to it pop out the sd card and look at it Um, you have a different kind of camera which if you have say cell reception um, you can actually send the data remotely and have it basically sent like right to your email or to your phone through an app Um, so you know as that's increased um, it brings up the issue of, of fair chase and hunting, which is something we talk about a lot. And uh, basically what, what that comes down to is you, you limit the technology to not give humans such an unfair advantage that the animal doesn't have an unrealistic um, chance of getting away. Um, so what we've seen in the West are different policies coming in um, in some of other states that are looking to limit the the use and applicability of trail cameras. So um, I guess we're in February now, but um, last month, Utah became the third Western state to pass basically a law regulation that um, restricts mm-hmm. the use of trail cameras in hunting. Um, they joined Arizona and Nevada um, in, in that effort. Um, also of note is uh, the Boone and Crockett Club, which, um, you know, has been around forever and is really one of the foundational organizations, if not the foundational organization for for principles of fair chase uh, and conservation and hunting. Um, they updated their trophy standards to really try to drill down on what they see as the ethical line there. Okay. So let's let's parse that out. Let's let's go back to the states and what changes did we see and why did those states change? And then we'll kind of jump forward um, on the matter of ethics and why Boone and Crockett has kind of changed changed and updated um, their perspectives on the matter. Sure, sounds good. So 
In 2018, Nevada uh, became the first state to take action on this. Um, they decided that they were going to prohibit trail cameras on public or private lands um, from August 1st to December 31st, or from July 1st to December 31st if the camera transmits live images. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing um, Nevada did was say, um, you can't hang a trail camera if it somehow interferes with um, animals, wildlife being able to access water sources. So Arizona last year um, became the second state to, to take action. Um, they uh, conferred with the Boone and Crockett Club. Uh, basically, they banned the use of all trail cameras uh, for hunting. So earlier this year, then, um, Utah passed its seasonal prohibition. So from July 31st to December 31st, um, you can't use trail cameras. And they also prohibited the sale of images or video from trail cameras for use in hunting. So, you know, there, we've definitely seen a trend here of, of uh, these Western states um, taking an interest in this subject and and really working on um, what they think is is best for their game commissions to to restrict them. Okay, so on the matter of ethics, tell us more about what um, what you heard from Boone and Crockett about show cams. Sure. So Boone and Crockett worked with Arizona. Um, I talked to Justin Spring as their head of records. Um, so Boone and Crockett has um, what is sort of the definitive um, record book. Uh, Boone and Crockett has, it's called the scoring system. It's how you measure antlers, horns, hides, or not hides, but um, skulls uh, from different wildlife. If, say, your antlers on an elk or deer are large enough based on Boone and Crockett's score, it's eligible to be put into the record book. Um, and it has to be a pretty big, pretty big animal to make it in. Uh, we're not talking about, you know, s- some smaller ones. There's a similar organization called Pope and Young, but it's for archery specific. Uh, so what Boone and Crockett did is, is they started um, seeing some of these uh, remote technologies. And um, what Justin Spring told me is that about in the 90s, they started seeing devices which either had a physical string or a laser that shot across a tail, a trail. And when that was broken it's either transmitted or recorded the time so wow yeah so they recognizing that coming out started saying well well this is this is an issue and as trail cameras came out they fell into the same category so late last year um boone and crockett updated its uh its record book standards and right now if you um were to get an animal and want to enter it in the record book you actually have to sign an affidavit saying you did not use a trail camera that transmitted in real time and triggered an immediate response by you. So basically you can't get the image on your phone and then go out and immediately try to hunt that animal that, that crosses the ethical line. Now it might be legal, um, right. but, but for this organization um, it wouldn't meet their standards. Right. Right. Okay. And so, We've heard, you know, we see these changes across the West and, and Montana is obviously nicely positioned in the West. Um, but what is the situation in Montana? Um, what's the current legal status of trail cams? Um, and is there any discussion of changing them to fall in line with other Western states? Well, 
Well, I, I think you have to look at the history of trail cameras, which is really complex and took actually a lot of back and forth to try to understand. So in 1999, the legislature passed a law um, that prohibited possession of, it's, would say, any electronic motion tracking device designed to relay information to the hunter. So that law was sort of on the books. Um, and in 2010, um, FWP changed regulations. Um, and basically what they did is they said, anytime there's a commission adopted hunting season, you cannot have a camera in the field. Whether right. it transmits, whether it's go remotely check it. Um, that was by far and away, uh, from my understanding, the strictest regulation at the time. Um, so while other states were seeing, um, you know, blow up in cameras and use and saturation and all these issues with water sources and things, Montana was, w w was going the other way. Right. Um, but in 2018, the FWP had basically an internal review committee. They looked at what the regulation was versus what the law said. And they said, well, this doesn't work. So. Um, they went and in 2018, the commission changed the regulation to say, basically, you can't have a trail camera for use in hunting that transmits in real time. So what that means mm -hmm. is you can have one that you have to go physically check. And people do do that now. Um, you know, right. they hang it on an elk wallow or, or whatever, and they go up and check it. And, and that's fine. Um, what was interesting, though, is that um, even with a change in the 2021 legislature, there appears to be a loophole in the regulation and that it is very specific to use while hunting. So I, I checked this with, with the head of enforcement for fish, wildlife and parks, Dave Lowe. And he said, yes, that if you are not physically in the act of hunting, you can receive the images. And I, I don't like asking hypotheticals, but there's no way not right. to do it here. Um, right. What that means is that you could be sitting at home, receive the image, turn off the app on your phone, and then go outside and immediately pursue that animal. Right. Um, you could be in your hunting camp, in theory, mm -hmm. turn the app off and go pursue that animal. Um, that would be legal under Montana law. I put that hypothetical to Justin Spring at Boone and Crockett, and he said no in that scenario we would consider that eliciting an immediate response and you could not enter that animal in the Boone and Crockett record book. Right. So, right. I think even talking to Lowen, um, and then I also to spoke to, to Senator Joe Cohenauer, who's had an interest in technology and hunting in, in past sessions. Um, there's probably some kind of an appetite for, for change or recognizing at least that this is an issue, but I don't think we've seen the outcry we've seen in other States. And right, I right. think, and I think the reason you saw what, what's sort of the common denominator between Utah, Arizona, and Nevada, very is the arid, arid climate, arid right. climate. And, you know, a lot of areas there there's wildlife there because of literally man-made drinkers where you right. put water out there. They're easy to find. They're, they're, very apparent there's game trails leading to them and i know we've talked about you know looking at videos of like you know a, a buck walks into a water hole in arizona and 15 cameras go off in a blinding right. light um that's ridiculous <laughs> and that was that 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 seemed to be ruining people's hunts and also uh, what they're saying is 
not only ruining hunts, but also affecting animal behavior and their ability to access resources they need to survive. So, um, and so what you're saying is, is Montana is different in the, in the, in the sense that the game isn't so concentrated on these water sources that have become the popular point to put these cameras. I think certainly parts of Montana would be aired enough for this. Um, but you haven't seen the same push and, you know, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, you haven't seen the same sort of idea that we need to move to limit this sooner than later because we're concerned about fair chase. So, right. Um, right. I, I think if people thought about the scenario we put out there of, you know, you could receive the image in real time and then go out and hunt the animal. Um, I think that's probably troubling when you think about fair chase, but um, we haven't seen major interest in it. And part of it too is, you know, 2018 isn't that long ago. There hasn't been enough time, I think, to gather a lot of data on this. But right, but right. both Lowen and, and and Cohen Arbol said they they hadn't necessarily seen a lot of interest in it. Um, but I think there there's some acknowledgement that you know this falls within that larger discussion of of fair chase and limiting technology, and you know there's probably an appetite for it somewhere. Right, and so you know this does seem to be a part of a larger policy conversation on. Um, technology use in hunting. Where else does this go, and and where else is this being discussed? You know, in the halls of the Capitol, and and from policymakers, um, how to balance the use of technology and hunting ethics. Sure, I think um, Cohenauer is is had a couple bills here in the last two sessions. Um, one successful, and one was voted down. But um, what what she was trying to do with her legislation was limit the use of access to real-time data from GPS callers. So, you know, Montana, mm -hmm. various entities call our animals in Montana right. to track them, track their movements for research. Um, that's an, that's public information if you know how to apply for it. Um, mm -hmm. But also the idea that you could get the information on the exact whereabouts of, of an, of, a, of, a, of an elk, for example, and then go out and, immediately try to hunt that elk when you receive that. Um, I think that crossed ethical lines and then that was pretty, pretty summarily rejected. Um, it, it does run right. into some interesting constitutional issues with the public's right to know. Um, and I think that that challenged a lot of what that was all about. Um, right. But I don't think anybody said that nobody, that, nobody that looked at that, even the people that, and that included the, the Montana Newspaper Association, who was concerned about precedent, basically, and and right and weakening the public's right to know. Um, looked at that and said, "Oh no, this is okay." Um, you know, and Boone and Crockett has refined their their parameters too. There's things like um, you know what you can use for scopes, what you can use for at night, um, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there there's always always going to be a balancing act there and we certainly haven't seen the end of it right right whether, whether we see a bill next session dealing with trail cameras i don't know um i would have my doubts but i don't know um what the appetite is there we'll find out uh the next session is a year away um well hey thanks tom um for sitting down and, and talking about trail cams with us um this has been another episode of big sky lead make sure if you want to keep hearing um these discussions to subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom.